Welcome to a podcast of The Mike Novak Show. Don't forget that you can listen to Mike live on Sundays from 8 to 10 a.m. on Chicago's Progressive Talk, AM and FM. Good for you, sir. Did you know that fluorescent light bulbs last 10 times longer than regular ones? Yep, and they only use one quarter of the power. But if we're going to solve the climate crisis, we've got to change more than the light bulbs and the windows. We've got to change the laws and the policies through collective political action on a large scale. You know, there's an old African proverb that I made up. If you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. We need to go far, quickly. Uh, Mr. Vice President, the snack table isn't going to clean itself. Look again, Kenneth. Well, that's not super helpful. Kenneth, encourage your lawmakers to take action and recycle everything, including jokes. I'm sorry, sir, what? Quiet. A whale is in trouble. I have to go. Live from the beautiful Showcase Studios on South Pulaski Road, just across the street from the 53A bus stop, and in between Paco's Tacos and Zaka Tacos, it's The Mike Novak Show, Chicago's only locally broadcast green, gardening, and environment program. Heard every Sunday, right here on Chicago's Progressive Talk, AM and FM. Good planets hard to find. Temperate zones and tropic climes. True currents and thriving seas. Wind blowing through breathing trees. Strong ozone and safe sunshine. Well, good planets are hard to find. Good planets are in the main. This hour of the Mike Novak Show is brought to you by Sid's Greenhouses. Chicagoland's premier garden centers and by the care of trees our businesses people and their love for trees and by WRD environmental creating sustainable landscapes since 1997 podcasts of this program along with green tips valuable links and DeMaio weather are a click away at mikenovak.net that's m-i-k-e-n-o-w-a-k.net now here's the man who's redefining green, which means that he's busy working on the Wikipedia entry, Mike Novak. Who's that smart Alec uh, 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 on that opening thing? I don't know. She sounds amazing, though. Where'd you find her? Uh, I don't know, but maybe she's going back where she came from. Nah. nah. Now, what's wrong with this microphone? It feels like it's far away. I don't know what's going on. It feels like this thing usually can reach over this far. Why is it so far away, Mike? <laughs> well, it just feels like it's it's the it mic. Is far away. It yeah. is far away. What what happened here? It's our gremlin. It's uh it's the same one, right? This is a decay event. Did decay do this? Yeah, I think they were making fun of me. Uh, what are you? Oh. Oh, oh. Okay, folks, he just, it was lifted, it was, yes, in the it, wrong was, holder. it was lifted and moved much closer yeah. to, you know, to this the is, master and commander over here, Mr. Novak. You see, Dick K does that. He pulls practical jokes on everybody mm -hmm. else. In the, that that crazy guy, mm -hmm. that Dick K. That's how he keeps himself entertained. 
<laughs> I know. And now the rest of us on our toes. That's why he's the man. Speaking of the man, speaking of Dick Kay, if you were listening to his show yesterday from 1 to 4 on Chicago's Progressive Talk, AM and FM, at 1 o'clock he did a bunch of music stuff. And uh, now mine's not going to be as crazy. Well, actually, mine might be crazier than his. It's I would gonna, expect nothing less. It would be. It's going to be a little different. All right. Well, uh, the way it's going to work is a second hour here at nine o'clock. Uh, I'm turning this uh, radio program over to the Frozen Robins. That's going to be really scary. <clears throat> They're all going to come and invade us. Now, the Frozen Robins have nothing to do with horticulture <laughs> <laughs> or the environment or green living. Um, and how did they find you, or did you find them? Um, we found each other mm. out in the cold. Uh, we are carolers, and we do our, our, our holiday caroling thing uh, each year about this time, and I'm bringing them into the studio, and there's all 42 of them, and we will, we will regale you with song. And uh, I think there's going to be some improv going on here as well at 9 o'clock. So it's going to be uh, an interesting second hour of the show. Uh, so stay tuned. I think you'll have fun. You know, and I'm encouraged because Dick Kay did this yesterday. He brought in the music people, so I'm bringing in the music people and sort of a kickoff to the holiday season. We've been planning season. this for quite some time, though, just so people know. We didn't do it just because Dick Kay did it. This well, it's been, true. This has been in the works for quite why, a while. Why are you blowing my cover? I'm uh, not. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. This isn't your idea. <laughs> uh, that's true. Dick K copied off of exactly. me. Exactly. All right. So this is because we're on Sundays. Everyone seems like they go first when really we start the week. But people forget that. That's true. Mm -hmm. We do start the week. Of we course, do. some people think Sunday's the last day of the week. Exactly. Which is a myth. A myth? A myth. It's, it's, well, it's incorrect. So did... God rest on Monday? No, it's Saturday. Uh, where where was I don't he? Know. You know, I, where is? Let's not go there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and in the first hour of the program, I've got two of those people in studio right now: Bruce Horgan and Harriga Horgan. Uh, they're with Horgan Urban Forest Products Inc. <clears throat> and we're going to talk about how you save an urban forest or you reuse one. Actually, you don't save it. Well, you do save it in a sense. <laughs> you know, like put it on your shelf. Save it in that way. Uh, Rick DeMaio weather is at 8.30, as always. You know, we should have that contest about when we're going to get the first snow, measurable snow. I'm thinking we, this might be the time to do it. Uh, and Roy Diblick from Northwind Perennial Farm up in Burlington, Wisconsin. Um, great guy, great plantsman. Um, help plant, uh, and I want to talk to him about how it's doing the uh, the huge garden around the shed aquarium. He put helped put that in this year, uh, and we'll talk about maybe a few seconds about some sustainable landscaping techniques. This is a guy. Now, 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 you got to understand, and 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 I'll have to ask him about this because uh, I talk all the time about how good mulch is for trees. And it is. Mulch is one of the best things you can do around a tree. But it might not be the best thing you can do for your garden. Okay. Roy is a controversial guy in that he is is kind of on, um, I wouldn't say anti-mulch campaign, uh, but he wants people to understand it might not always be the best thing. And he'll tell you why. And we'll talk about that uh, later this hour and then second hour, Frozen Robins. But first of all, uh, oh, and one other thing I might do. There's a tree in trouble. Now, 
Bruce and Erica, you 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 guys would respond to that. I mean, you understand what it's like to save trees or have to take down trees that can't be saved. Um, do you ever have to help make that decision? Yes. You do? oh good okay so you you'll go in there and, and and add your wisdom to to somebody who says this tree has to be removed and you might say well no really it doesn't correct. Uh, with the help of arborists, of course. Are you a certified arborist? Certified arborist. Okay, so you're a certified arborist. Erica, are you? I am not a certified arborist this time. No. I used to be when we had a tree company, but I'm not maintaining that right now. Okay, I, right. I see. Yeah, right. no, I understand. It's you know, it's like uh, well, like a master gardener. You you got to do your your stuff every right. year to your CEUs. To, yeah. Right to maintain your master gardener status. Um, but uh, I got a. Uh, a holler from, do you guys know uh, Guy Sternberg from Star Hill Forest Arboretum down in Menard County? Heard of him, do not know. Yeah, him great guy. Yes. Uh, Heather knows he has the deepest voice in radio, oh. or in horticulture, yes. actually. Best now, voice in horticulture. If he were in radio, he would have the deepest voice in radio. Guy sounds like this. And um, he sent me an email about a tree that might, an Osage orange tree that might be in trouble in Kiwani, and it dates back to a hedge uh, fence that was planted in 1840, and they're threatening to take it down. And so, at some point this morning, uh, and guy, by the way, if you're listening, I don't know if you are or any of the people Kiwani way who know about that, please write to me, Mike, at wcpt820.com, or call us 773-838-WCPT. 773-838-9278 if you know about this tree in Kiwani. Now, I assume that our FM signal 92.5 in DeKalb gets out there pretty strong. Um, and I'm just getting wind of this, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm hoping at some point um, to do something later in the show because they're threatening to cut it down on Tuesday. Now, that's the other thing I don't understand is why this thing can be up for uh, 170 years and then suddenly Tuesday they've got to cut it down. I don't know how these things work. Is it sick? Is it sick? Well, that's the question. Um, the, the, you know, you get these emails and people go, hey, this tree might be cut down and they don't really know. Um, um, and uh, I'll have to read through this. Uh, I got to, uh, another letter this morning, so I'll take a look at that. But I want to talk. I'm sorry, I, I digress, don't I? But it's all you know. It's it's all in the all for the sake of trees. Um, and uh, Bruce and Erica Horgan have brought some really cool stuff to the uh, show today. Now you've been on Mighty House yes. in the past, so um, we're recycling their program too. <laughs> We're all into recycling here on the show. Um, but I'm, it was actually Ron Cowgill who sent me your information. Um, how did you get started uh, recycling urban lumber? And they're pointing to each other. You say it. No, no, no. You say it. No, no. Well, it started out, uh, I came out here in the 70s, uh, to, and I met Erica and came out and ended up doing tree work, taking care of trees. And in 78, we were dumping this stuff in the landfills. Uh, up in the Glenview, Northbrook area, there's mm -hmm. a place called Willow Hill Golf Course. It was I a, golfed there. Okay. I love Willow Hill. Okay. It's, 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 it's a kind of a, a secret. Nobody goes there, and that's why I like it. It's always quick. 
And do you, are you one of the people that aims at the Costco roof with your golf balls? I used to, yeah. We used to we used to aim for the trains actually. I try to hit the trains and, and then they put up the sign that says, No hitting golf balls off the side of the hill. <laughs> yeah, I know. But uh we were dumping a lot of uh the chips and the uh, uh logs into that landfill and it just there's gotta be a better use for this. We just there was something that wasn't just right with that. Although interestingly enough, they're making electricity off the methane gas from that they're putting electricity back on the gas uh, grid from that uh, methane gas from the landfill gas, which is great. Yeah, it's recycling, but it's only you know it's barely above zero on recycling. Yeah, you, know, you don't want to put it into the landfill to recycle it. So we were trying to come up with a better way. Mm -hmm. In 1990, the state of Illinois outlawed green waste into the landfills. All right, so that clicked it over to being just into firewood and mulch which takes it to a slightly higher level of recycling. What we're trying to do is say, those are still good, but let's take as much of it to the highest possible use, or re reuse is actually mm -hmm. If we get it into flooring or paneling or furniture or doors, that tree could live in its second life even longer than it did in its first life. And that, you know, and then it's up, it's set up into a high use, and then as we get better and better, something in a house, when they deconstruct houses, that will be used again and again and again because before it becomes firewood or mulch. But but uh, flooring uh, is not the only thing you do. You have many, many uses for this reused lumber. That's right. Uh, among them? Among them. Anything that you do with hardwood lumber, you could do with this lumber. Um, one of the one of the species that grows well around here is white oak, um, and we mentioned the flooring, but a lot of people like to use that for furniture. Um, it's got beautiful quarter and rift sawn. Um, we have a lot of other species from ash, black walnut, silver maple, Osage orange occasionally. Yes, now yeah. Osage orange, that's one of those things that just lasts forever. That's why that's they right. built the fences out of them. Yes. It's, 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 it's great uh, wood. It's um, it's and uh, and it grows it grows fairly well in Illinois, doesn't it? It's part of the range. Yeah, it, 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 like you said, the the basic use of it was fence rows, you know, hedgerows uh, between uh, windbreaks for fields. Mm -hmm. And so that you find it not so much in the city, you find it out more in the suburban areas where. Although there's land. one, right on uh, Kedzie, when I when I drive. Uh, that's in Logan Square where I live and if you go down Kedzie uh, right on the boulevard there's an Osage Orange and you know it's because it's dropping Osage Oranges all over the street yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of funny though you know, in the, in the middle of the city here Osage Oranges blop, 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 plopping down into the street thank goodness they're not like ginkgos and stinky you know? that's right <laughs> uh, so you started uh, Doing this uh, again, uh, taking this uh, to the extra, uh, the extra mile, uh, recycling wood. Uh, about when would would this be? Two thousand three is when we sold a tree company that we were running for years and started Horgan Urban Forest Products. All right. Did it take a while for this thing to catch on? I mean, do people mm -hmm. look at you askance when you say, hey, you know, that uh, that crumbling tree down the block, we think we can salvage part of that and use it for something. They must look at you funny. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, we're working on uh, people who changing perceptions of how things can be used. Everybody thinks that a tree in their backyard, when it comes down, it's useless. Well, there's a whole lot of it that still is useful. But they just don't think of it that way. They think firewood and mulch because that's what they were trained. They've been trained to think. 
Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like the idea that you can't farm in the city is just silly. I mean, right. if you've got soil and you've got sun and you've got nutrients and you've got seed, you can farm in the city and water. Uh, same thing with trees. Uh, yeah. you, can, you can take that tree and, and make, have other uses for it besides mulch and firewood. Um, now, do you deal just in the city of Chicago or surrounding area? We're all, we're the surrounding area. Probably, you know, so far it's been basically within 50 miles of the city. Mm -hmm. But we will, you know, expand and we've gone farther. And do you have a mill that you use, your own mill? Up in North Chicago, we have a sawmill and kilns. Really? Okay, so uh, explain. The sawmill, everybody gets, you cut the boards, all right? Kiln, why do you have a kiln? To dry the lumber. Uh, what that does is, uh, if you have green lumber, it wood shrinks. Wood shrinks and expands by the moisture in there. And what we want to do is take out the moisture down to what we aim for is 8%, which is the correct moisture content for the, for the Chicago area. And if oh, wait, how, how do you determine for an area? How is that the, the correct amount for the Chicago area? Based on the relative humidity in the area. The, the average, Over an average. Yeah, the relative average humidity. relative humidity of Chicago is about 35%. Mm -hmm. And that's been studied. You know, have I studied that? No. Well, Rick DeMaio will be here at 8.30, and he can tell you because he's, okay. he has studied it. Okay. But uh, so what we're doing is we're, we're bringing the moisture content set down so that when you build a piece of furniture, the wood doesn't continue shrinking and your joints hold together. Okay. Um, you brought some examples here, some samples. Okay, let's start. We got to start with the baseball bat. <laughs> this is awesome. It's a it's a Wilmette Wonder Boy. What was this made of? That's uh, the ash that was from uh, the president President Chris Canning's front yard tree. Uh, the president of Wilmette. Mm -hmm. That tree died of the emerald ash borer. When? Uh, that was two thousand and seven. That's not good. No. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I mean, it tells you that the emerald ash borer is indeed here, and that's sad. You're going to see a lot more. You're going to have a lot of use for ash trees, right. aren't you? Well, that. Uh, thank you for bringing that point up. There will be a lot of ash. What we need to do is find people who want to use that ash. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot more use than just baseball bats. It makes wonderful flooring, furniture, paneling. And, and and in terms of uh, woods that are, is this ash also? Yes. Okay, I've got the got the baseball bat and the other, oh, what is this? It looks like a little, what is this design here on this wood? It's a card holder. A card holder? Yes. <gasps> oh, this is awesome. I want one of these. <laughs> okay. This is great. Look at this card holder, Heather. It's made out of ash. Um... And it's a uh, very clever design here. I like this. Oh. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Okay, and it's got the Horrigan uh, cards in there, Erica Horrigan. Oh, I like that. I'm sorry I beat on it with the baseball bat. I didn't realize. <laughs> well, it takes a look and keeps on ticking. I know. Right. Now, how do I, oh, I want to close it, but i got to make sure I, I do this right. Okay, wait a second. You have to have the cards up in the slot. to. Be oh, able to there you it. go. Thank you. That's the design. The cards go up in the slot, and then you can close it. I like that. That was a woodworker down in uh, Tinley Park, MS uh, Woodworking, that built that. Uh huh. And then, like, the baseball bat was uh, Royce Bats in Skokie. So we are literally a sawmill account, and we work with two, both sides, the arborists who take down the trees. Mm -hmm. uh, we work with the Care of Trees quite a bit. And a great sponsor on the show, yes. Mm -hmm. And we also work with all the different woodworkers, and we can work with... Say you have a tree coming down, we can work with your arborist or recommend one. 
we can work with your woodworker or recommend one. All right, here's here's a, a challenge for you. Uh, now, basically, what are the best woods to work with? It depends on what you're doing, really. Uh -huh. um, a lot of people like, as I said, the white oak or the ash. It's wonderful. For because them. they're hard? They're hard, yes. Um, they work well. They machine well. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, sort of the traditional rift and quarter sawn look is great for furniture or flooring. Um, and ash is, is quite a good wood, too. I mean, it doesn't have quite the same reputation that oak does, but it's Yeah, it's but a good we're gonna, there's going to be a lot of a ash lot of wood it, yeah. around uh, mm -hmm. when those trees start dying uh, from emerald ash borer. And I think it's uh, really important, as you said, to get the word out now that you can reuse this lumber. It just doesn't have to become mulch. Um, even after it's been infected with a... And the, why don't you address that, Bruce, because Heather asked, uh, even after the emerald ash borer has been to it, how do you make sure that that is not passed along? Okay. Uh, it's actually, because it's an insect, it's an infestation. And right. what they do is the, the emerald ash borer is what's called a cambial feeder. It's just underneath the bark. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's feeding in there. And uh, we are certified by the state and the uh, federal government. Uh, what we do is, as we're milling, we take off the bark and a half of an inch of the sapwood, and that has to be disposed of properly. The rest of the tree is perfectly fine. So that, the heartwood is what you're after? Yeah, well, and even most of the sapwood. It's just the half inch. Okay. That Once we do that, that wood can go anywhere in the world. There's no quarantine on like it. Like this baseball bat. Yes, that could be shipped to Japan to play in the uh, Japanese uh, Little League. Uh, now, we need to do a, a, a real quick thing, because we were talking out in the, uh, the green room about uh, baseball bats and, and why they shatter all the time, and you pointed out that this one has a little flaw here, so you really couldn't use this. And, and uh, from the president's tree uh, in Wilmette, you said one bat, you were able to create one bat that would be major league quality. Yes. Uh, and you gave it to the governor. Uh, no, uh, Senator Dick Durbin. We oh, did, Senator Dick Durbin. That, that okay. was actually Chris Canning that gave it to him. Okay. Uh, because Senator Dick Durbin was has been very helpful in getting funds to help us battle Emerald Ash Borer yes, in the he state has. of Illinois. Yes. So that was a, a thank you to that. Uh-huh. Uh, but and how is it you could only get one bat that would be major league quality out of that? Well, it's the, it's the growth rings and how straight they are. You have mm -hmm. to have, uh, I do believe it's 23, in, 23 annual rings per inch. And it has to be perfectly straight and no knots or anything to be able to be pro grade. Mm -hmm. uh, when you can get less than that, it can be softball grade, which you can play up to about... Would this be softball grade? No, that one, because of that little knot, is a display bat only. Ah. Uh. So Unless I want to take out somebody with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it could be weapon. Yes. Well, yeah. This it, invisible shield. <laughs> as long as you can only need one hit. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, I, I, and while we're on the subject, I just got to ask, what is wrong with Major League Baseball bats? Why do they shatter so much these days? Well, there, there's several different reasons or theories out there. There's, as far as I know, there is no actual reason out there. Uh, one of which is that they've switched a lot of it over to maple and hickory. Uh, because on, if you remember when you played... Uh, baseball as a kid you always had to hit with the label up right that's because of the grain pattern of the ash mm -hmm. you have to hit on the right grain pattern with maple and hickory you can hit 360 degrees because their grain their grain is different mm. now because if you remember when you break a uh, an ash bat it would break into two pieces because it was breaking on the grain line mm -hmm. now when you break a bat it's 
you're just splintering it. And that's where the danger is coming from all those splinters flying. Yeah, and you saw, see these sharp things flying out to shortstop. I mean, you could yeah. impale somebody with, with well, one of these things. Right. When an ash bat breaks, it's two pieces. One is 99% of the time held in the batter's hand. Right. The other one is the heavy end of the bat that doesn't have as much, you know, it will drop faster. And do they use, they, what do they use in Major League Base Baseball? Uh, they're they're switching over. Most of them are switching over to the maple and the uh, and the hickory uh -huh. because in, in you know. And here's a theory of it is that uh, they're they've gotten so strong that they they could potentially break the ash bats just in swinging them. You're talking about steroids, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're they're so strong. <laughs> and gosh, and they never used to be this strong. They must be really working out hard. Those guys work really hard, don't they? Oh, yes. let's not even go into that. But okay. there's also <laughs> issues with the drying of the of the uh Maple and the uh, uh, hickory. It's a science, may be, isn't it? Well, there there may be an issue tied to them trying to dry them to a different uh, moisture content uh -huh. uh, to make them a different hardness, so that the ball will go farther, which then creates. Yeah, you know, there, there's all theories out there. Yeah, and I don't know that there's anybody who's really squared down what the issue is. That's Bruce Horrigan. Uh, Erica Horrigan is here too. They're from Horrigan Urban Forest Products Inc. Uh, www.urbanlumber.com. If you've got a tree, you need them to help you figure out what second life. What's the second act of this tree? Give them a, a holler. Can I ask, actually add on that? Sure. Is that not just your tree? But these are trees that are coming down and around the whole Chicago area. And if you ever have a use for wood, if you're going to have a dining room table made or you're going to do an addition or anything that uses wood, ask the question, could urban lumber be used in this so project? So you, you, you'll do it custom. Yes. Uh, so you could work out a deal with a, a neighbor or a friend and say their tree's coming down and you say, I want to make a table out of that. We also have a warehouse in Skokie where we have over 40,000 board feet of lumber. So we are a lumber supplier. A lot of furniture makers, people who want to design a, a unique project come to us for urban lumber, and we can sell that to you. And uh, give me your most unique project in the last couple of years. What do you think? Most unique. Well, the, the, one of the funnest was uh, the Jewish Reconstructionist con Congregation up in Evanston mm -hmm. had three maple trees that were memorial trees that had to come down for their new building. Yeah, those which is LEED certified, right? LEED yeah. Platinum. La LEED Platinum. And we, we were able to be part of two of the LEED credits on that. But the, the memorial trees became the front, yard, front ceremonial door. And then they came to us for the Bema floor. With, uh, they w wanted black walnut for that, and we were able to supply that just from Chicago area trees. That's fabulous. Now, is there a tree uh, that you won't touch that is just useless, there, that you can do nothing with? There is, if somebody wants something out of it, we can do with pretty well anything. We don't aim for willow for the most part. We, there's not a, just a generic spec market for willow. Sure. But we have milled and dried willow for customers who's their tree but th that's a tough one because it's and it's one of those fast growing trees i would assume that the fast growing trees are the toughest to work with yes they tend to be the most mobile the wood moves after you've uh after it's grown um and grown. um all right for example uh to, to wrap up here i have a tree at the end of my block um it's a mulberry that it's in a lot uh part of it is is coming down would you be able to do something with a mulberry Yes, we would. We've milled mulberry. We have it in our warehouse. It's actually a fruit wood. It makes beautiful projects for furniture. It's, it's
a nice one. Ooh. Yeah. Now, now so to, to make that happen, uh, you have, so uh, let's say the arborists come out, let's say they're city workers. And they come out and cut down this tree because it's a danger. It's mm -hmm. I had I had the guy, uh, my friend Sean Kingzet from the Carrot Trees, take a look at it. It's in an empty lot. It's collapsing. One one branch has actually fallen into the yard. He took a look at it and he said, "Yeah, this looks like another branch is in danger of falling down." Um, and so it would be probably the city's job to come and uh, cut it down. Then you work with the city in this on this. Yes, ideally we know beforehand and we know who it is in the city you're working with. Uh, certain certain groups are easier to work with, certain groups are harder. The city is huge, so trying to get yeah, the right uh, yeah, people. Yeah, right, exactly. Get the right people and do it at the right times, right. you know, so that you're there. Because do you bring your own trucks then and collect the, the lumber, or...? We do it two different ways. Uh, like with the care of trees, we were, we're working with them on a project now. That they were doing some removals on Friday. They took the logs back to their yard, and we will get them on Wednesday from them. Uh, okay. So, 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 yeah, it depends what you work out with yeah. them. Uh, so each each way is different. Some some people bring the logs to our yard. Some people, we meet them out on the job site. You brought uh, some examples of wood here. What have you got uh, real quick? And why don't we get Rick on the phone, um, Rick DeMaio Weather, coming up in just a couple of minutes. But I want to see what this wood is that you brought into the studio. Well, real quick, we have here some honey locust, some ash, and some white oak. Oh. And they're all beautiful trees that grow well. In the urban forest. What honey. am I holding here? What's this one? That one is ash, ash flooring. Okay. All right. And um, the honey locust is, in, is interesting because it is a parkway tree that grows so well around here. And yeah. it's not commercially available, but we have had a few projects made with it. Is What is this? That's honey locust. This is honey locust? Yes. This is excellent. Yeah. That's a gorgeous wood. Yeah. And, I w and, and you can't get it commercially? No. Not really. Okay. Wow, and this is? That one is elm that died of Dutch elm disease. Mm -hmm. um, the, again, like the ash, the lumber is just fine to use. Um, and we've done flooring in that, and we've seen people use it for tables and, um, you know, any number of different things. Wood is just yeah. so cool. That is. <laughs> you know, uh, now, just hold, okay, oh, look at this plank. Yeah, now that one. I got all these planks yeah. in front of me now. Oh, man. We're burying you. That one is a uh, spalted silver maple. Wow, silver silver maple. You oh. can do something with a silver maple. Yes, because a lot of people consider that a junk tree. That's right. Yes, and actually, now that I'm looking at that one, is the sugar maple. But both oh. of them do something called spalt. It's the beginning of rot. It's a beautiful sort of a um, a line that goes through it. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah that's what you're talking. All these guys like this. Yes. Uh, yeah, and, and now this is untreated. Right. Well, it's been kiln-dried. Kiln it just hasn't dried. been planed. Right. So, right, this is what it looks, rough sawn, kiln-dried. And then could you put varnish on this or something like that uh, yeah. and, and uh, hold the, that uh, the colors and the shapes in there, right? Absolutely, yeah. You'd plane it. Beautiful. Sand it. Yeah. It's gorgeous. So even a diseased tree can have some value as, as, as lumber. Yes. It, the, actually, the spalding is the beginning of rot, as Erica said. Yeah. And so it, it's sort of like uh, uh, blue cheese. <laughs> at a certain point in time, it gets too far. Yeah. But if you stop it at the right time, and once we've kiln dried it, it's stopped. It will never. It won't rot any farther. So then you get that forever. Well, I'm taking my baseball bat and going home. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, listen. Uh, thank you guys for coming down, uh, Bruce and Erica Horrigan uh, with Horrigan Urban Forest Products again. They'll come up with a use for it. If if you've got an idea about how you can. Um, save the lumber on a tree or, uh, you know, 
Try them out. What you were going to say, Bruce? I was just going to say we're saving the forest one board at a time. One board at a time. I love the idea of recycling the urban forest. Um, and uh, as we know, trees in the city are very vulnerable and they do die at, at a rapid rate. So why not give them, as I said, a second act? And this is the way to do it. 847, can I give this number out? 847-568, that one? All right, 847-568-1340. 847-568-1340. www.urbanlumber.com. Dot com. They're also on my website. Go to MikeNovak.net, N-O-W-A-K.net. Uh, this week's show, the links are all there. We even have, uh, I put a picture up of the your mill. Mm -hmm. um, and um, give me a holler sometime when you do something fun, and, and we'll talk about this again. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much. much. Thanks for coming down in an early hour. I appreciate it. Uh, we've got the Rick DeMaio weather coming up. Uh, stay tuned. Cafe Bella is Logan Square's newest great restaurant. High-end chef Cesar Casas, formerly of Ambria, prepares fresh, wholesome, but decadently delicious food. From the pulled pork sandwich for lunch to the tilapia provençale for dinner. The atmosphere is relaxed. There's free Wi-Fi. BYOB. Cafe Bella, 3311 West Fullerton, just east of Kimball. Go to cafebellaonline.com or call 773-292-5040. Cafe Bella, for gourmet, healthy eating. We're moving boards here. It's <laughs> it's kind of funny to have all all this stuff here. Here's a tip. Speaking of boards, from the care of trees, did you know that winter is a good time to have your trees inspected by a certified arborist? It's easier to spot some problems like weak branch attach attachments or insect damage, not as visible through dense foliage during the growing season. If your trees have cables and braces in them, the hardware should be inspected every few years to be sure they are intact in serviceable condition or in need of adjustment or replacement. With the leaves gone, your arborist has a clear view of the tree's cable and bracing network. With nine locations, the care of trees has been serving Chicagoland for 60 years, putting you and your trees first. Make the care of trees your permanent partner in enhancing the value of your landscape. Whether you want to make sure all is well with the trees in your yard or you're changing your landscaping, invite the certified arborist at the care of trees to take a look. See thecareoftrees.com or call 847-394-4220. 847-394-4220. The care of trees. Their business is people and their love for trees. It is, whoa, 8.37. <laughs> We're almost on time for the weather. Rick DeMaio is on line 14. How you doing, Rick? Line 14, wow. <laughs> yeah. a lot of lines in there, huh? You know, I just make it up as I go along, Rick, basically. <laughs> I usually am on like line one or two. I've been pushed all the way to 14. I, I know. Guess. That's how backed up we are with phone calls here this morning. Um, go ahead. No, I said that that's great for you guys. There's a lot, a lot of, a uh, lot of good hard conversation on wood. <laughs> ba -dum -bum. Thank you very much. His name is Rick DeMeyer. He'll be here till oh about eight forty. Uh, <laughs> um, are you okay? You feeling all right? You a little under weather today? Yeah, a little bit. I was uh, actually at the Wisconsin Northwestern game up in Evanston, and uh, sorry to see my Badgers went down thirty-three to thirty-one. And uh, I mean, Mike, you like college football? There's nothing like there's nothing like watching Big Ten football in a small, you know, friendly confine, kind of like what what they have up in Ryan Field. And uh, it was yeah. I, I try to get up there every year for when Wisconsin plays Evanston, and every single time they're up there, 
uh, it's a battle back and forth. So seeing a little bit of windy, but um, a little flu-like as well. So hopefully this is not going to be, you know, the old H1N1. Hopefully I'll be able to get through this over the next 24 hours. I think I'll be okay. Keep your distance, pal. That's all I got yeah. to say. Uh, have you had your shot? No, you know what's so funny about this? I'm scheduled to get it tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. I know. I watch. I'll be too sick to go get it. <laughs> but I'm, I'm. I. You know, me. I, I teach at five different schools. I. I have seen literally a kid a week go down with this, and I think I've. I've kept track. I think it's up, I'm up to about 24 students now, in five different schools have contracted it, and I'm amazing. I haven't, but every single one tells me the same thing. They feel a little bit achy. The next day, it feels like they get hit by a truck. And they're in bed with 103 fever for three days. Wow. Well, you know, yeah. you, you have the most dangerous job in the world, and that's being a teacher. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I, I somehow, I mean, the, the only thing I have to worry about is when a kid comes up to me, hands me their paper, and says, Mr. DeMille, I'm really sick. Can I go home? And here I am holding this German test of paper in my hand. <laughs> I said, you, you kind of tell me before you hand me the assignment, you know? Uh, but, uh, no, overall, I'm, I'm doing okay. And, and, hey, the weather can't be any better, can it be? I mean, it's absolutely beautiful outside right yeah, now. Yeah, but uh, it is gorgeous, but how long is this going to last? I mean, that's, you know, the, you know, that's the, you know, and I hate to use that question no, because no, 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 that is, no, no. that is the bane of my existence is when I watch the people, on um, it's it, it, on the TV weather people, and I'm not saying the channel two people do this because they, of course they never do, but, um, <laughs> the TV people who say, Hey, Rick DeMaio weather coming up. We'll find out how long this weather is going to last. Well, and that's well, like the know. only question they have ever. <laughs> you, you know, what you think about it. I mean, it was totally sunny yesterday. It's totally sunny now. We had the festival lights on Michigan Avenue last I didn't get a chance to go down to that, but I mean, you could have had it being cloudy, windy, rainy, damp, cold. It could be snowing at some of your feet sakes. It was completely sunny out yesterday and completely sunny today, and this is like the third weekend in a row where we've had nothing but great weather from, from literally Friday afternoon to Sunday night. And uh, even though the sun is down at, what, I think sunset is 425, so depressing. Normal no kidding. Yeah, isn't it awful? It's like, oh, my God. That's it, what's nice about the lights on Michigan Air. Now you can go down there, it's like 3.30, huh, let's pack up the kids and go downtown and see the lights still be on in about an hour. Um, but really, I mean, we made it up to 54 yesterday. Uh, today we'll make it up to about 53 or 54 again. A little bit more of a lake breeze today, but believe it or not, Mike and Heather, today is the 18th consecutive day in a row of above-normal temperatures. That's phenomenal. 18 consecutive days of well, being above normal in November. Yeah, well, you told me, last, I think it was you last week, didn't you say that all the uh, the months have traded places with each other exactly. all year long? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and this October, is October. We're in October right now. Exactly. October, we had 19 days of below temp, of below normal temperature. We were, we were 4 degrees below normal for the month, but that's only because we had a couple of warm days towards the end. Uh, and so far this month in November, we're running 6.1 degrees above average, which is amazing. And if you really figure it out, the month of November and the month of October are almost exactly the same temperature-wise right now. It, it, it's phenomenal. And even though we had, you know, five consecutive days of cloudy weather last week, even though the afternoon highs were in the mid-40s, the overnight lows were in the low 40s. When this time of the year, they could be about 30 or 31. So it wasn't like we had warm weather during the daytime period last week. It was we had warm overnight lows. There was not one night where it was below freezing. So that's pretty much where, you know, you knocked up your average temperature. But for the month of October, believe it or not, Mike, 
for the United States, the lower 48, we had the third coldest month of October in 130 years. However, globally, globally, we had the fifth warmest average temperature when you combine land and ocean, which is amazing. It shows you sometimes that you just can't look at one part of the continent or one part of the globe and say this is what's happening and it's going to happen, you know, for the next uh, several months. But all, all, all eyes are still on, you know, developing on the Pacific Ocean. It's kind of weak. And even though I think if it gets a little bit stronger, the one thing I'm worried about is there's a lot of cold air across northern sections of Canada and North America. Even though we're trying to bring in air off the Pacific Ocean, which we'll do over the next several days, I'm really concerned that we can go into the month of December with a lot of cold and a lot of snow. I know you don't want to hear that, but... <laughs> sure we do. Feel, it's, my, it's December. It's the holidays. Well, well, yeah. I mean, my feeling is this. But I, 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 I look at global patterns, then you also look at regional patterns as well. And the regional stuff is where we live, right? Mm -hmm. So you have to then apply regional to local. And right now, it appears that I think we'll probably go into somewhat of a cold and snowy pattern in the first week of December. The bottom line, though, most people say, hey, Rick, let's not get ahead of ourselves. What's going to be like for Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday? Because obviously a lot of people are traveling back and forth. Um, not too bad. We may see a couple of sprinkles of rain and some wet snow Tuesday night and Wednesday. Even if it coats the ground a little bit in northern suburbs, no big deal. There's no big storm coming through. Uh, Thursday appears to be a little bit on the cool side, as well as Friday. We'll see clouds and maybe a couple of flurries around here, but, but really nothing too bad. But oddly enough, Mike, we get back into a mild pattern again for Saturday, Sunday of next week. Everything appears now to be going back into mild weather with baby temperatures in the upper 40s or low 50s. So, you know, if you didn't get a chance to get your early holiday decorations, and a lot of people like to get their lights out before Thanksgiving to do it this weekend, I still think next weekend you can do it and it could be a and it could be a lot of fun because there's nothing like having other people helping out. Like, you know, people who are staying over during the holidays help you out. For the exactly. Up. Don't, yeah. don't do it yourself. Bring the relatives into it. Well, I know you're not feeling well. You're not, uh, you're not with us next week, huh? No, I'm going to be back east. And because my Sunday is so crazy, I'm going to be in between three different houses. I just don't think I'll be able to... You know, say, Mike, I'll be able to do the show. So I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you if I can take off next week, Mr. Novak. Um, should I? Uh, can you give me Skilling's <laughs> phone number? <laughs> hey, you know what? I think that's the first. By the way, I think that may be the first week I'm actually missing your show. It is. It's absolutely the first time you've missed. You've earned it, pal. You you get to you get to have a day off. Uh, it, so just take the holiday. Don't worry about me. I'll um. I don't know. I'll 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 grab a newspaper and maybe uh, come in here and and take a look at that. And I'll put it this way: if you want stealing, I'll give him I'll give him a ring. However, you may have to call him at five to eight, and he'll be done by about five to ten. Hey, let so. me put it this way: Skilling uh, was never on my show when I was at WGN. What makes you think he's going to be on my show <laughs> really? now, now that I'm here? Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, go um, to Rick's I, website. We'll use yeah, Rick's you know website. What? We'll read the will website. It, will Will the website be updated? Of course, yeah. Well, then we'll go to the website. I tell you what, just send me, send me a, um, um, you know, take some time and just fire off uh, an, uh, an email with the forecast on it, and uh, and uh, Heather and I will riff for okay. for for about ten minutes. Excellent on on weather. 
I will be doing some sewing work at Channel 2 over Christmas and New Year's. So you'll get to see my smiling face on TV eventually. It's like, it does sound like he's abandoning us. It's like, well, oh, I'm going to take next week and then uh, maybe the rest of the month and then uh, you'll see me on TV. Don't worry. No, you'll be talking at the station. I'm just, that's all I'm telling you. Okay. Well, I'm going to let you get back to bed. You sound a little tired and uh, a little under the weather. So uh, uh, go get some sleep. All right. And enjoy the next couple of days. Temperatures in the 50s today, tomorrow, and Tuesday with some rain and wet snow on Wednesday. But I'm uh, everything, get... everything everything looks good between now and the next 72 hours, Mike. Last chance for me to get my bulbs in, so that's what I'm going to do. There you go. All right. <laughs> Take care, Rick. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Rick DeMaio, weather heard uh, every uh, week uh, on this program at 8.30, except for next week, as you just heard. And um, you can go to DeMaioWeather.com or you can go to MikeNovak.net, N-O-W-A-K.net. On the homepage, uh, you can click right on to DeMaio's weather forecast. Attention teachers, want your class to really engage in American history? OneHistory.org has presentations that make history come alive. A 10-year-old Civil War powder monkey. A Depression-era 7-year-old pushing a horse plow. A group of teenage girls facing off against Southern bigots in the Civil Rights Movement. We know how to reach your students. Whether it's for a history class or providing a context for American literature, our presentations get to the heart of history. OneHistory.org. The truth is in the details. Check out our website, www.onehistory.org. That's www.onehistory.org. Or call us at 216-956-6300. 216-956-6300. Have you made your holiday to-do list yet? Thanksgiving is this Thursday. It's uh, not going to be great weather, but uh, as Rick DeMille said, it'll get a little better in the days after that. Anyway, it means that the frenzied days of gift shopping and holiday parties are not far behind. SIDS Greenhouses and Garden Center can help you get through these hectic times with great gifts, plus home and... Wait a second. Excuse me. I'm just digging for something behind me. Plus, what did I say? Home and party decor from SIDS. It's okay, really. Everybody's been disappointed by a grocery store poinsettia. Uh, and, and actually, that's a really good point that they make at SIDS. That, uh, uh, and I tell folks that all the time. I mean, if you, uh, you uh, want to get um, quality floral items, you need to go to a quality florist like... SIDS. They deliver through the entire Chicagoland area. And in addition to poinsettias, they have gift baskets custom made to order. So get your list of family, friends, businesses, um, all the people that you're going to send to. Call SIDS tomorrow, and it's done already. SIDS can also help with some party decorating. Fresh Thanksgiving and Christmas centerpieces will add a special touch to your holiday table. Plus, SIDS' entire stock of lifelike Christmas trees, decorations, and ornaments is up to 60% off this week. Now, how do they do that? I mean, it's before Christmas, and they're giving you the sale. And fresh-cut trees, wreaths, and garlands are in stock as well. They're the real eco-friendly alternative to holiday decorating. SIDS, Chicagoland's premier garden centers, are located in Palos Hills on Southwest Highway and in Bolingbrook on Naper Plainfield Road at Hassert Boulevard.
is the story of my life as well. This is the Mike Novak Show on Chicago's Progressive Talk, AM and FM. Let us go to line one. Let's bring in Plantsman extraordinaire, Roy Diblick. How are you, Roy? Morning, Mike. How are you doing? Great. You're doing what I uh, need to be doing. Yeah, we're doing bulbs here at the Lake Geneva Library. Yep. Exactly. Beautiful day on the lake here. It's a gorgeous day. When I like get home, I'm going out into the yard, pal. Of course, oh, it's a place to be. Right? It, At least today. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> it was funny. I was downtown um, this past week uh, uh, doing some work, and uh, outside one of the office buildings there, the guys were slamming in the bulbs. Um, it's been a nice, warm November, so I imagine the ground is still pretty warm and you can uh, get some pretty decent root development at this point it's not bad out there we're able to dig dig nicely and then and then appreciate the weather too it's when you get a day like this it's not just something we stroll through it's something we can actually work and kind of have fun doing uh-huh. anticipate next year it's all about next year you know i don't think of you as a bulb guy though i mean uh, oh my gosh they're critical well i, I well, you know tell me about that because you know roy diblick um it uh, runs uh, and and created Northwind Perennial Farm up in Burlington, Wisconsin. Yeah, with uh, two great partners. Wouldn't, couldn't do it without partnerships. And your partners are? Steve, and Steve Coster and Colleen. Right now, Colleen is handing the marshmallows out to our, our uh, customers as they come in. And that's one of the reasons that uh, you're on the program right now is because you guys just started Christmas at the farm. Yeah, we got Christmas at North. It's been our, it's about our, I think our eleventh year. But I think it's, we're gaining, uh, we're gaining a lot of customers. They just like the feel of being out there and all the fresh greens and plus the, the decorations in the barn. I mean, it turns the whole barn into this beautiful Christmas barn. So it, people just enjoy being. Then last year we started doing uh, roasted marshmallows. It was her son's, I think her son's idea, and people love it. They come out with their own recipes. They tell stories about when they were young to their kids, and especially the men. The men are the marshmallow cooks. <laughs> yeah. They seem you mean to be the ones with the thought process behind it. They, they, they think they are, right? Yeah, I kind of, it gives them a, a, something to do. <laughs> it gives them a reason to exist. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it was incredible watching each, each guy had his own way of darkening it and browning it and blowing it out before it gets burned. I know, I know. Are, are you what? Now, are you? There's, there's two types of people in the world when it comes to marshmallows. There's the ones they wanted completely on fire, crispy black. All right, and they say, oh, that's the perfect way. And then there are the ones that nip and tuck around the edges, and right, a right. little gold. I needed golden brown. Right. Uh, so you, and the nice thing is, you can, you could write a marshmallow book just sitting at Northwind by the campfire. If you interview all the dads that are there and all the men, you could have a twenty-page book and. Cooking a marshmallow, uh, and of course, um, uh, the it's a it's a hundred year old dairy farm with a beautiful barn. You know, you got to go out there during the summer because, of course, Roy, all Roy's plants are out there. And how many plants do you grow? Uh, each? Well, we we grow about uh, three. Actually, on the site, we've got about five hundred different genus species of plants, and then we've narrowed it down to uh, certain select few that do well in the Chicago region, and we use those as our matrix plantings. They're plants that love to live. And we have those on display in our uh, our gardens, and then we show people. We have plants on grids, kind of following the book I wrote, of just getting something established. Then you kind of enhance it as you 
learned how to be successful. You're so modest. You don't even see you're supposed this. I'm giving you a chance to plug your book, and uh, he's not even okay. doing it. <laughs> and I give it away on the show. I've given away a number of copies on the show. Roy Diblick's Small Perennial Gardens: The No Maintenance Approach and the word no is spelled K-N-O-W, uh, right. meaning uh, you've got to know your maintenance. Well, you, need, you know it before you do it. So you come to some agreement with yourself of how much time you want to spend gardening, and then you just pick and choose plants that fit your schedule. And the plants, each plant has a, a certain need. They have certain needs to have a good life, and if you provide those needs and you understand what they are, they do well. And some of the plants are just more giving. They, they kind of wait for you to figure them out. Mm-hmm. And then those are the ones that I'll sit there and say, okay, she's, she's mulching me too heavily, but I can live through this for three to four oh, years. Oh, okay. Uh, very quickly, um, I mentioned this earlier about how you might not be the biggest fan of mulching. Explain your concept of mulching. Well, I think mulching is critical. We, I, we love mulch, but it's, if you look at how it's done, if you just drive anywhere, it's not to a certain site you have to go to. It, and it's, I think it's mostly the industry started this. It's an industrial thing, the horticultural industry. Everything is wood-chipped. And everything is wood-chipped much, much more than it needs to be. And if you think about the planet Earth, if you can name one plant community that evolved with wood chips, <laughs> it doesn't exist. They all, every plant lived amongst its own debris, which is stems and leaves. Mm -hmm. So when you look at... And basically but but, but stems, stems are really kind of wood chips, aren't they? Well, they're not, they don't have the same constitution as a wood chip. They break down much quicker. Yeah. So they break down at a whole different rate and, at, at, and with different timing based on fire because a lot of a lot of the communities on on all over the, especially north america everything was burned by the native americans and they did that to monitor growth of plants so they could keep um animals in certain areas so they didn't wander off to fresh pastures so they would burn things to get new growth on plant material so every community on the planet was burned and it was done for a number of reasons so then your nutri nutritional values released in different ways so all you do is again when you come to know the plant you know, the nutritional need of the plant. So you put mulch down based on nutritional need, not because it looks good to you. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people put wood chips down just because they, fe they feel good. It makes them feel good. Well, people like things neat. And, oh, and yeah, right. All right, well, well, would you say it suppresses weeds? Because that's one of the reasons people... Uh, no. No? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it increases. Because we look at what kind of weeds do we have. We have agricultural weeds. So the more you improve the nutritional value of your soil, the more weeds you're going to have. So the richer your soil, you'll have more weeds. So if you want weeds and you, you, you want to make a, a lifestyle of hoeing, then you, put, you continue mulching every year, and then your organic matter content goes up, and then your weed population goes yeah, up. Yeah, but what if you don't disturb the soil? I mean, that's how weeds take advantage, when you disturb the soil and then you pop up the weed seeds. Well, they'll come in from everywhere. They blow. Go, if you go visit a rooftop garden. You know, you're, 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 just, uh, you're just tossing all my garden talks out the window here. You realize that, don't you? No, I think mulch, mulch is good, but you, you use it based on the nutritional need of the plant. So if, if, you're, if you're vegetable gardening, you really do need rich soil, and the mulch is, a, is important for mm -hmm. keeping weeds down. But you're looking at what is a vegetable. It's, not, it's a, it's a, it's a one-year plant, and you start over again. Yeah. Perennials aren't one-year plants. They, they live and they live and they thrive in the soil and they expand and they grow and they recede. Like Perovskia, Perovskia lives in well-drained steppe 
community. In, in, that's like, in that's Russian Russia. sage for you people who don't know what Perovsky is. <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. Hey, you know, I, and I know you want to go into this, Roy, uh, but I want to give you uh, just a few more seconds about uh, oh, the, the farm great. because that's... Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, you go out to the farm, it's decorated, it's beautiful, thanks, you've got the fire pit, you you roast the marshmallows, you we bring the, the family, you got gifts, you got garlands. What else? What did I miss? Well, really... We covered about everything except the fun of being there too. And with all that activity we have, it's it's we got goats, we got chickens, we got especially the barn. It's an old post and bean barn, nineteen hundred post and bean barn. So with the charm of the barn and the way Colleen and the staff have decorated it, it's just a good feeling. I I, I can't I, when I get done with the bulbs here, I like getting back there because. And then you can see the clear, beautiful views of the countryside. And that's the other thing. You've got these wonderful, wonderful views from there. Well, I, Roy, yeah. I've got all this information up on my website. Um, uh, people want to go up to Northwind Perennial Farm. Hey, Roy, I'm going to send you back to your bulbs. And, right. um, oh, and I should mention we're north of Lake Geneva. <laughs> you're just, some, some location where just we're real close to Lake Geneva. We're Roy, just north of Lake Geneva on one, Highway 120. All right, buddy. Take care. We're going to talk real Thanks, soon. Mike. Good. Thanks for calling. All righty. All righty. Bye. The Mike Novak Show continues after CNN News. You're listening to WCPT's Self-Help Sundays. Four hours of home improvement help for inside and outside your home. 820 WCPT AM Willow Spring. 92.7 WCPT FM Arlington Heights. 92.5 FM WCPY DeKalb. And 99.9 FM WCPQ Park Forest. Self-Help Sundays on WCPT AM and FM, Chicago's Progressive Talk. Welcome back to the Mike Novak Show, Chicago's only locally broadcast green, gardening, and environment program. This hour of the Mike Novak Show is brought to you by SIDS Greenhouses. Chicagoland's premier garden centers. And by The Care of Trees, our business's people and their love for trees. And by WRD Environmental, creating sustainable landscapes since 1997. Podcasts of this program, along with green tips, valuable links, and DeMaio weather, are a click away at MikeNovak.net. That's M-I-K-E-N-O-W-A-K.net. Now here's the man who's greeting your world one corny joke at a time, Mike Novak. To find that saving grace. Don't you, baby? All right. This is where the show gets uh, uh, out of control. Interesting. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have uh, in the studio the uh, Frozen Robins. Yay! 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 We love Mike Nova. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't have to say that. We're you can waiting. actually pull that down, too, a little bit. There you go. And there's Ron Cowgill. See, he's curious. Hi, he's, don't let him in the door. All right? No. Don't let him in here. Don't All right? He's on at 10 o'clock with the Mighty House, uh, and he and Joe Builder will be here. And take that stupid sweater off. <laughs> oh. You know, and he plays the Ohio State fight theme on his show. You know... Is there some way we can, like, pull the plug on the audio when he starts doing that? No? There's nothing we can do about that? Okay. Not unless we take out the tower. Uh, we take out the tower? I'll take out the tower, well, if, if necessary. I'll take out the tower after my show. <laughs> okay. 
and just before runs. Um, hi, guys. Hi. Hi. So uh, we're going to start with the brief history of uh, caroling in America. <laughs> Dan Gately will uh, will regale us with that. No, not at all. Caroling began when people had nothing to do back in the colonies in the 17th. <laughs> Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, that's all the time we have. Good night, everybody. Thank you. Um, uh, we should do a song. I think so. I think so. I think we should. Uh, hey, did, did you guys rehearse out there? We did. <laughs> <laughs> Without you. It sounded I great. I, I'm sure it did. You guys don't need a bass anyway. I was the bass. I was awesome. She was Were you? Yeah. My name is Jackie Krupka, by the way. Hi. And she, she'll be your bass if you... Give her a call. Wink. Uh, actually, from left to right here in uh, the studio, we have Nancy Howland Walker. Hello. Jackie Krupka. Hi. Mary Ringstad. Buenos dias. <laughs> Dan Gately. Hi. Randy Craig. Hey. Hi, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and Mike Novak as the Beaver. And our videographer. Yes. Hi. Hi, videographer. She doesn't say much. Yay. Hi, Mary. Hi. She Mary. was her birthday yesterday. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mary. Thank you. Um, we don't is that a good camera? Do what, what, kind of, what kind of thing? Is that a camera or a phone? That's, a, that's an, an insignia I got for like 50 bucks at Best Buy. <laughs> this weekend only. <laughs> They're not an advertiser. Don't bother. Oh, sorry. I mean, <laughs> Best Bag. <laughs> <laughs> My nickname in high school, but that's another story. <laughs> Generic big box tech okay. store. Okay. Well, listen. The reason they're here is it's kind of a springboard into the holiday season. Um, you know, and and the light station's been doing, you know, oh, Christmas carols. Yes. Yeah, for for two months now, right? Yes. I think they started in July this year. Actually. July. I think they did start in July this year. Uh, so I figure we can do a little something here. Yeah. Um, did you guys figure out what you wanted to start with? No. Maybe no. something un unre un not on this sheet. No, I was thinking maybe like um, uh, the the old Santa Claus is coming to town thing. You know the. Uh oh, don't look at me like that, Jackie. Is that is that too? <laughs> Just say it. Maybe Hey Santa Claus. Oh, that'd be fun. That's a good thing. <clears throat> sure, why not? Let's do that. Because that's just kind of a funky thing. And uh, by the way, you can go to my website, MikeNovak.net, and uh, find find the uh, there's a link in this week's show to the Frozen Robins. Okay, and uh, listen, they're pulling out all the pages. And like, okay, where's that? Where's that? I was hoping for Ding Dong Merrily on high. <laughs> You're not getting. And wait, you know what? We may even take uh, uh, requests later that's the, on. That's the way to do it. Oh, Have yes. them call in. Yeah, that's uh, always fun. Yeah. I mean, that'll be fun. <laughs> I, I know. I, do, Heather, do not pay attention to Jackie at all. Never. Ever. No. Okay. That's the way I like her. Okay, who's going to give this beat and who's going to start this thing? Nancy. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> How about the guy who's going to sing the lead yes. on this? Who's got the lead on this? Dan Gately. Randy. <laughs> Don't everybody jump in at once. You go first, though. Here's your A. Hey Santa Claus, 
yourself. Heather can applaud us. Thanks, Heather. <laughs> Thanks, Randy. Hey, is it sound okay there, out there, Mike? Are we okay? Good. All uh, right. We, Mike Sanders gives us the thumbs up uh, out there. Ladies and gentlemen, the Frozen well, Robin. thumb? <laughs> <laughs> uh, now you're starting to sound like the Mighty House guys. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <Ren. laughs> you know, the, you know I, should, I should never have brought you in because this is really bad for Heather to meet you people. And uh, uh, all of the folks in the room have at one time, well, you've been doing this for um, a long time. A long, long <laughs> no the, the combined uh, years in the room, ooh, ooh it'll get ugly, wouldn't it? <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, you've, you've seen people in the room on stage. You've seen them uh, um, uh, in, in legit theater, improv, see, uh, Improv theater is not really legit, I guess. I've done a lot of illegitimate theater. Yes, right. And Mary's done a lot of illegitimate theater. Um, and uh, we even have some carols here that we will get to that uh, uh, people know that I 
I write for Chicagoland Gardening Magazine, and each year I write these uh, goofy horticultural lyrics to standard Christmas carols or holiday carols because it runs the gamut. Um, and we'll do one of those. They're soon. not goofy. They're brilliant. Thanks, Dan. The, you're the weird Al Yankovic of Christmas Carol. <laughs> Christmas Carol gardening horticultural rewrites. By the way, did you all get uh, get your uh, cider here? Yeah, I did. Heather it's brought no. in cider. No? Yeah. no, I didn't get any I cider. Wish, I wish I had cider. It would be the best Christmas. Oh, no, no, not, not that kind of cider. What? We this turned kind of it side. into lady cider, if mm. you know what I mean. <laughs> no, I don't know what you mean, actually. I have no idea. Okay. Great. Glad to hear that. <laughs> and at some point uh, during the the hour here, we're going to have to do, uh, I believe, make a, a reappearance or have a regurgitation of... Um, Is that a gardening term? Yes. Okay. Green Acres, the next generation. Yay. Which, uh, 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 it, uh, it, it appeared on another radio station, Gargantua Radio, down on the dial, uh, in a former incarnation. I hope you guys have been busily rehearsing that. Oh, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, let's, let's do, um, let's do a, a gardening carol, okay? Yay. Um, I, let's just do the, the Silent Blight song, uh, because it's, uh, it's very simple. And for those of you listening, uh, you'll recognize the tomb, tune, Tomb. In the tomb. <laughs> yeah, we are in a tomb here. Well, we haven't started yet. They might not recognize the tomb. <laughs> uh, you might not recognize the words, but uh, what pay, is that? Play, clo play close attention. I can't say anything. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And if you've got a request for a song, 7 7 it's Stump the Carolers. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's not a game to play. <laughs> yeah, somebody call. We got this Australian carol I'd like to hear. Uh, well, the Carol of the Shiraz. The yeah, Carol of the Shiraz, right? Seven seven three eight three eight nine two seven eight seven seven three eight three eight WCPT. What was that pitch again? <laughs> Thank you. It's C on your dial. Yes. <laughs> What's that? Silent blight. Lowly blight, all is brown. What a sight round yon cultivar looking so lush. Nothing. Nothing. 
to be done spreads in the rain. Eighty bucks down the Such a sad tale, <laughs> Heather. You were you were stifling uh, yourself there. Uh, are you okay? Yes. So I think that she, was funny. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know much about plants, and I still knew that. Uh, you know, it, it happens to everybody. You never know what the uh, disease is that's going to come up and grab your plants. Uh, uh, <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone! <laughs> Bite you on the bud. <laughs> Bite you on the plants. Is a blight the thing that hits roses? Is that a rose thing? There's blight. Blights can hit anything. Oh, I got you. I mean, but, but roses... Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, no, seriously. You, and uh, you can... Roses, you can get powdery mildew and black spot and all kinds of cool <laughs> things. All kinds of pirate... <laughs> all kinds of pirate names. <laughs> yeah. We're all going for it at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, <laughs> uh, the, of the group, not many of you garden, right? No. Oh, I do. Mary does a little bit, but I was going to say, Randy has gotten into this, all right? Really? Yeah, they say when you get older, you know, you don't have kids, you spend time in the garden. So you, right, you, isn't yeah, that right, true? Right. <laughs> I've often heard that. You know, like these are your babies, your your either flowers, and you nurture them, and you grow them, take them to lunch. <laughs> Hope they take care of you in your old age. <laughs> they don't. I don't know if you know. <laughs> so, uh, what uh, did you? How did your garden look this year, Randy? Oh, pretty good. You know. I, I bought a bunch of roses a couple of years ago, and uh, and they died, and but then they came back. It was the weirdest thing. Wow! They died. They went dormant for a whole year, and then they came back uh, like crazy. Wow! Like it was really nice. Stuff. Wow! That is weird. <laughs> that is odd, Randy. Yeah. What, what do you do? What do you? What do you? Doing? I didn't do anything. Uh, okay. They just and they just came <laughs> back. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a miracle. Yeah. It's a Christmas miracle. And that's why we're here. Now, but, uh, can I ask you a gardening question? Oh, no. That's crazy talk. <laughs> yeah. Now, oh, I, go did, ahead. I did some, you know, end of the year pruning. Now, is it, but it's, it's, I still could make it uh, a little neater. Is it okay to, I mean, it's... You're talking about your roses. To, well, all my plants. You know, well, like see, I, every, plant's, every plant's different. No, no, not forsythia. Oh, heavens, no. I shouldn't. I shouldn't well, well here's a, <clears throat> for the love of God, man, don't touch the forsythia. <laughs> see, the, the, the thing with forsythia is it blooms in the spring. Yeah. Uh, and you prune it right after it blooms, and then it produces new buds. If you, if you prune it now, you're cutting off the buds that were produced in the early oh. summer. Okay. So, uh, unless, you know, it's out of control and you don't care about that branch anyway, and then, yeah, you could do it. But just be aware that every branch you cut off on a forsythia at this time of year or a lilac, uh, you're cutting off uh, the blooms. Oh, so the lilac should be trimmed right after they bud, right? Ex well, after they bloom. After they bloom. At, right after they bloom. Is there a carol for that? Is there a carol for that? <laughs> I, I don't think I have a pruning carol here. Uh, oh, you will. I will. And now I know what to do for uh, for next year. And, and Mike, you know, I have a house that's facing 
west. So I put my garden in the front lawn, and I, I tried to plant and plan everything evenly so I'd get this evenly balanced uh, bloom. But because the sun comes up in the southern sky, so I have all these really strong plants on the left-hand side. And everybody else is just kind of like leaning Where over to that side. Where do you live? Are you in Alaska or Nova Scotia? Well, my house faces west. So, so. The sun comes from the south. So these right plants the are all sky. leaning to the left, which means they belong on this radio station. Yeah. <laughs> See, everything thrives on the southern side, but on the northern side, it's not so good. So it's like lopsided. Yeah. Well, uh, their p plants are going to grow towards the sun. That's kind of kind of what they do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I should just tolerate the fact that it's going to be uneven. Well, I'm surprised that it's it's uneven in that regard. It means that some of them are not getting the same sun. It's, I yeah. mean, if, if you've got the same, it's not that one's closer to the sun by four feet are going right. to grow that much larger than the others. The house next to you is either 93 million miles and four feet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. Well, it's almost like the ones on the, the north side are shaded by the growing ones on the south side. Well, th now that's a different story. Uh, if you can, your plants can get shaded by other plants, and that's something you need to take into consideration when you when you cite them. So I'm, it's just at this point, <laughs> he seems really frustrated. Everything's by ruined blah, 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 blah. now, Randy. Just, everything's ruined. Perhaps now. a remedial <laughs> class for you. Yeah, because I have like two lilac bushes, and the one on the south side just is like gangbusters. But the one on the north side is not so not so good. So it's they're like, kind of lopsided. Like the Cubs. Lilac bush and the socks. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, the, and where's the, you know, if they're different sites, they they really can behave differently. I've I planted two uh, lilac bushes in a friend's yard, and one got a bit more sun than the other, mm -hmm. and it made a huge difference. Yeah. And it can absolutely. Uh, so, uh, plants are individuals. So like they're like people that uh, you give them different conditions, and they will grow differently, and they're different to begin with. Even even the same species. Even clones of the same species can so be different. Even if it's the same exact bush, they just will behave differently because they can. <laughs> Insert your own joke here. <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll yeah they'll they'll do every, whatever they can to make you unhappy. Basically, mm. I just not, 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 I don't mean I don't mean people in general. I mean you, Randy, personally. <laughs> or we can choose to celebrate their differences. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, always the positive spin. It's just like kids. Yeah. Um, I just got. You know, we should get Guy on the phone. Do you have his number? Mm -hmm. Okay. We're gonna get. Uh, we're gonna actually do some serious stuff in a second. Uh, but we'll do more carols yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I did get a, a message uh, from Kathleen who wanted to remind me of something that we're doing that is actually very important. Um, and by the way, this is the Mike Novak Show on Chicago's Progressive Talk AM and FM. The Frozen Robins are in the studio. And uh, if you go to the homepage of MikeNovak.net, we've got a, uh, uh, a link there to the CRC, Chicago Recycling Coalition, Facebook page. Uh, we are trying to get a thousand fans of um, the CRC by December 1st. Uh, as you know, we're in Chicago. Our uh, our recycling is not the best. You don't have recycling, do you? No, we just we just got a or blue new card. I meant. No, no, yeah. No, you don't have that. blue card. 
We have to drive it to a center. Jackie has blue cart. Dan? Blue cart? The big blue trash-looking thing? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we got, you got them. We just Randy, got them. you got them? We just yeah. got them about two, three months ago. All right, ago. so I don't have them. Nancy yeah. doesn't have them. And you three do. Courtesy of Gene <laughs> And Mary, you live. You don't live in the city. Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, I live in uh, uh, the 50th Ward. And do you have uh, your blue carts? Uh, uh, Alderman Stone does not has not given us our blue cards yet. <laughs> Thank not, you, Alderman Stone. It's, Stone not, it's not up to Alderman Stone. <laughs> they were not on the pilot program. It's, well, yeah. it's not even the pilot program. I mean, there was the rollout of 240,000 of those in the city, and you happen, if you happen to be in the right neighborhood, you got them. Uh, and the uh, idea is that uh, uh, with the new budget, and us being so much in the hole in Chicago, it looks like, and it's you know, it's not a given yet. We don't know, but the the rollout of blue cart may be slowed down, uh, which means the people who don't have them won't have them for a long time, uh, and which is why the Chicago Recycling Coalition is looking for people to become fans on Facebook, and we're just about to roll out the new website for Chicago Recycling Coalition. But for now, if you go to my website, you can link on. It, where it says become a CRC fan now. For those of you on Facebook, we want you to do that because we're trying to get a thousand people uh, fan to become fans by December first. We uh, hit 500 yesterday, right which on. was great. Hey. Yeah, yes, and uh, we want uh, more people to do that. So uh, go to mikenovak.net, m-i-k-e-n-o-w-a-k.net, and uh, we will. Uh, uh, see if we can't get uh, a thousand people by December first to be fans of CRC, and then after that, we mobilize. <laughs> we I don't know. You know. We go storm. We go rolling blue carts to city hall. I don't know what we do. Those are recycling know. bins. Those blue things that just appeared in the alleys. Danny, I'm going to take you outside and smack you upside the head. Is what I'm going to do. I thought they were individual mailboxes. <laughs> <laughs> that means for the last Same three months, none of my bills have been paid. <laughs> Which explains the water and gas being turned off. Okay. This is the worst Christmas ever. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, and Guy Sternberg is on line one. We're going to get to him in a second. Uh, we did have a caller. Wanted to know who we are, how we got together. Um, and why don't we shut up? And why up? don't we shut up? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we are the Frozen Robins. Um, and gosh, we, uh, I've known most of you in the room for at least 15 years. I would think, roughly, roughly. about yeah. that. Yeah, maybe not quite, but, but in rough, the ballpark. And we just sort of started kind of singing in other groups and then decided we like, well, we don't actually like each other, but uh, we just... Tolerate. Uh, we tolerate each other. Very well. Like, like plants kind of tolerate each other or tolerate Randy. Um, in you know, uh, and then we started singing together um, formally. Uh, I don't know, a, a ten years ago or eight years ago or something like that. Yeah. Uh -huh. But um, the question was, are we available for parties? Well, yes. <laughs> Especially uh, big parties, uh, Christmas and, parties, and lobbies, and and you know other stuff like that. And we will do some more songs in a second. I need to take a break. Get some business done. Uh, Guy Sternberg is on the line, and you're going to find this real interesting. I talked earlier about the tree, the Osage Orange in Kiwani, that is in trouble. And um, I, I didn't do it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you didn't. So we will talk to uh, Guy Sternberg about that in just a second. Get back to the Frozen Robins. Again, if you have a, a request, 773-838-9278. Or frozenrobins.com. Is that a, a website? 
Was that on your FrozenRobbins.com. You can go there. But that won't get you a request because no. nobody's staffing that at the moment. I'm here. We're all here. But people want to know. If they want to know about us, so you're right. FrozenRobbins.com, and the link is on MikeNovak.net. Since 1997, WRD Environmental has been creating healthy, sustainable landscapes that are both beautiful and responsible to future generations. You could say WRD is in the business of transformation. Sometimes it's through projects like the Lincoln Park South Pond, for which WRD is part of a team that is turning the zoo's popular pond into a model for sustainable landscape solutions, habitat restoration, and environmental learning. Other times it's through leadership in organizations like the Midwest Ecological Landscaping Association, which is working to green up the landscape industry so that sustainable design materials and methods are the professional standard. Sometimes the transformations are of people themselves. WRD is a partner with the Chicago Department of the Environment in managing Green Core Chicago, which provides job training in the green industry, electronics recycling, and home weatherization. For innovative, sustainable transformations, choose WRD Environmental, located at the Chicago Center for Green Technology and online at wrdenvironmental.com. Logan Square's Cafe Bella is all about wonderful food at highly affordable prices. There are Latin, French, and Italian influences in Chef Cesar Casas' decadent sandwiches and wraps, bruschetta and mango-fused guacamole, all served with great coffee. For the tilapia provençal or salmon filet, you may want to BYOB. Cafe Bella, 3311 West Fullerton, just east of Kimball. Go to cafebellaonline.com or call 773-292-5040. Cafe Bella, for gourmet healthy eating and you should know that i have been to cafe bella you guys should go in logan square it's on fullerton just east of kimball uh and i'm so happy to have a, a new really really good restaurant in the neighborhood um and uh, now's the time before be, they, because they advertise on my show be, before they become so filled up <laughs> you won't be able to get in there so I'm warning you, now is the time. All right, uh, here's a tip from the Care of Trees. Are you thinking of lighting your trees for the holiday season? Everyone knows the beauty of holiday lighting, but dealing with seasonal lights and decorations can add more stress to an already busy time of year. Not to mention, stress to your trees this season. Leave your holiday lighting to the Care of Trees. Their lighting package includes a professional design, setup, takedown, and storage of your holiday lighting and decorations, and they do it while protecting the health of your trees. With nine locations, the Care of Trees has been serving Chicagoland for 60 years. The Care of Trees shares your enthusiasm for the many ways trees enhance the quality of your life. And the Care of Trees combines that joy with a dedication to the utmost in client care, putting you and your trees first. Make the Care of Trees your permanent partner in enhancing the value of your landscape. Whether you want to make sure all is well with the trees in your yard or you're changing your landscaping, invite the certified arborists at the Care of trees to take a look see the care of trees.com or call 847-394-4220 847-394-4220 the care of trees their business is people and their love for trees this is the mike novak show on chicago's progressive talk am and fm the frozen robins are in the studio before we get back to more caroling and we need to have a discussion about what we want to do next i was thinking maybe the uh the deck, the deck, 
something like that. Is that yes. would that work for you? Deck the deck. Sure. Okay. Like well, a psychic mind reader. I am a psychic mind. You really reader. are. Yeah. I just heard. I just, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about that song. All right. Before we do that, let's go to line one and bring in uh, a real tree guy, Guy Sternberg. Uh, how you doing, Guy? Oh, good morning, Mike. How are you? Is that the deepest voice you've ever heard in your life, guys? Wow. Uh, I'll tell you what, it, it's a kind of a tired voice. You know, the, I'm not sure what you were able to, to tell in the first time of your show about this uh, Osage Orange situation, but these things just come up overnight, it seems. And just when you think you're the busiest man in the world, along comes something else, another windmill to tilt, so to speak. And you are busier again. And, and I did mention it briefly, <clears throat> excuse me, at the beginning of the show. It's in Kiwani, right? It's in Kiwani. It's right along the main street. And you sent a picture, and I got a picture of it, uh, and uh, I don't have it up on my website yet, but I'm going to get it up on my website. That'd be great. Uh, and the point is, uh, like yesterday, I guess, or the day before, you, you got a message from a guy who said he heard, got wind that the, 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 the is it the village of yeah, Kiwani? Yeah, the, the, the city of Kiwani. City. Um, as I understand it, in this, this short amount of, of time we've had to check this out, um, the uh, city of Kiwani has determined, and I'm not sure by what method, that this uh, old Osage orange that dates to the 1840s is a hazard and is to be cut down. And they said, the, the man who told me about this is an arborist. He's on the uh, uh, Big Tree Committee for the state of Illinois. He lives in the general area, and he just heard about it and, and alerted a few of us. Uh, I think my questions are, but, well, first of all, the tree dates back to some of the earliest plantings of Osage Orange in the Midwest. Uh, Professor Turner from right here in Illinois, Illinois College, introduced Osage Orange as a hedgerow planting in 1840. And this is one of the very first trees planted as the last one left of a hedgerow on the old Potter farm that, that dates back to that period. Uh, so, obviously, it's very you know, historically important, especially for us in Illinois, where, where Osage Orange was introduced. Uh, I've seen the tree for, you know, I don't know, 30 years or so. Every 8 or 10 years, I wound up getting through Kiwani, and it's still there. It always looks just the same. It does lean a little over the highway. It's always leaned. Um, and maybe that's the reason they want to take it down. I don't know. Being Osage Orange, it's certainly not decayed. It's wind firm. It's, it's you know, very structurally sound. That's the point uh, you, you made to me when I went to visit your place recently, is that how structurally sound Osages are. They're, the wood is, is ridiculously tough. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like iron. It's... Uh, it doesn't decay because of uh, various toxins that it sends into its own heartwood. You can have fence posts made out of Osage Orange that are not treated that are still just as hard as a rock 50 years later. Uh, and the wood has inter interlocking uh, fibers that make it a resistance to splitting and breakage and so forth. Uh, the fact that it leans is probably a concern. It leans right over the main highway there, and that could be addressed in a number of structural ways. Uh, short of just cutting the tree down, you could print it back some. You could put some anchorage in there. You know, there there are things that could be done there. Uh, it's between the curb and the sidewalk. And um, the man who had told me about it didn't know that much about it either. Than he'd heard the announcement that they were going to take it down. And he wanted to try to do something. Uh, his name is Jim Ream. But I've I've gone on the web and I found if you go to cityofkiwani.com, that's their website. And Kiwani is spelled K-E-W-A-N-E-E. -E, cityofkiwani.com. I also have a phone number here. For the central office, which I'm sure you can get routed to the mayor through this number. And nobody will be there today, but uh, no, perhaps be tomorrow. There Monday, yeah. yeah. What's the number? Uh, the number is area code 309 852 2611. 309 852 2611. 
2611 in that city of Kiwani. Right, that's the city hall. I'm not sure where it will take you in there, but if you just ask to be put through to the mayor's office or, or whoever is handling the, um, the tree issue, I'm sure they could do that. And, and and I guess the point of this is not so much that uh, anybody who calls is going to know specifically about the tree, but you know that it's a historically significant tree planted back in the uh, as part of a hedge back in the uh, 1840s um, and it at least you know and these and as you said this it, it seems like this thing sprang up overnight oh we're going to cut it down uh, well you know I, I don't know that we've heard about it yeah or overnight you know we, we, we could have heard about it Wednesday that it was cut down luckily we heard about it you know yesterday that it's going to be cut down and and maybe it has to be maybe something's happened to it I'm unaware of uh, but I hate that decision to be made by somebody who's not a tree guy who doesn't really know both its biology and its history. You know, if some city superintendent of roads comes along and says, well, the tree's leaning over a highway, let's get rid of it, and doesn't know the background and doesn't know the steps that could be taken to, to moderate any, any potential hazard, yeah. now that's my main concern. You know, let's, let's just ask them to step back for a few weeks, get a few people who really know about this to look at it, uh, maybe help them raise some money if that's what it takes to, to stabilize it if there is a problem. I have a feeling that they just see the tree leaning and say, oh, it's going to fall, uh, when obviously it's not. It's been leaning that way for decades, and it's it's stable. If, if it was going to be leaning more, you'd see the sidewalk starting to up here where the roots would be coming up, and that's not happening. So, But anyway, all I'm saying is let's make sure that the right people, you know, like your friends at the care of trees, someone, someone who knows about trees and tribology and tree structure should look at it. And if that has been done, you know, okay. Um, and even if it has to come down, do they have plans to propagate this? Do they have plans to, to do something with the trunk of the tree that commemorates this historical authenticity? You know, I, I'm not sure what's going on. But it's, you know, unfortunately we don't have the, the latitude of having a few weeks to research this. Well, and that's the other thing. Place. You know, you hear about this on a Saturday. Nobody's around. Uh, you hear it's going to get cut down on Tuesday or some action is going to be taken. Um, it would be nice just to have some information about exactly. it, especially since it's historically significant. So if you want to call the city of Kiwani and ask a question, be polite, be nice. Just say, what's the problem? Why are you doing this? Can we, can we talk? Yeah. Um, 309-852-2611. Um, and, uh, and I hope that uh, you're able to uh, mobilize your forces as well, Guy, and uh, at least get people to... Uh, to consider what's going on and and maybe uh, get an hour. You know, because like you said, we don't even know yet, so I, we would like to know what the story is. Exactly. And, and unfortunately for, for your listeners, for me, none of us live in Kiwani probably, uh, but, you know, this is a resource that's a statewide significant. This is one of the oldest, if not the oldest. Well, we've got the uh, the DeKalb signal that uh, gets out that way. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, then, then you can reach them. Yeah. yeah. So I'm hoping well, some people in the DeKalb way and out that way at 92.5 listening on the F&M uh, will respond. All right. Yeah, hopefully some of them have actually seen the tree. If not, have them look at your picture. If you can get that on your website, they'll they'll see the plaque. They'll see the tree. And, and it's yeah, because there's a plaque right next to the tree that, that indicates its significance. Right. Guy Sternberg, thank you so much. Thank uh, you we'll for your help, Mike. Uh, always your a pleasure to, to do what I can. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Keep, bye, uh, bye. keep, me, keep me posted on this, all right? Will do. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. See, we have to stop for serious matters on you this did. show. <laughs> Guy does have a very manly voice. Yes, he does. He does. Like Unlike to... Dan here. <laughs> what do you mean, Nancy? <laughs> Didn't they write a play about that uh, uh, Osage Orange, August Osage Orange Trees? Yeah. Like Steppenwolf? Yeah. 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 Something like that. Wasn't it a big deal? Tracy Letts?
Huge yeah. deal. It was a Last huge year. deal. Went, went to uh, Broadway. Tony yeah. Award winning. About that tree, wasn't it? Well, maybe it was about that very tree, tree. yeah, in Kiwani. I yeah. thought so. Yeah. Yeah. All right, we're going to do a song? Sure. Yes, please. All right. Deck. A Mike Novak re-lyric. This is a Mike Novak re-lyric. Uh, you've heard of Deck the Halls, or Hall, I guess. <laughs> this is Deck the Deck. Uh, some of you who grow containers on your deck may know what I'm talking about here. I grew a real nice container. <laughs> Two, three, four. Deck the deck with potted pansies. Fa la 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 la. Don't forget to wash your handsies. Fa la 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 la. Plant we now with feelings tender. Fa la 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 la. When we're done, go on a bender. Fa la 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 la. See the trailing spud before us, fa la 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 Catch the wave, but please don't bore us, fa la 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 Follow me in trendy planting, fa la 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 Schlepping soil just leaves me panting, fa la 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 Fast away the water passes, fa la 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 Fill those pitchers, cans and glasses, fa la 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 Heat will fry your plants like crazy, fa la 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 Think of it, a plastic daisy, fa la 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 Plastic daisy, wasn't it? <laughs> Isn't that yeah. somebody's nickname in high school? It will be. It's yeah. a Japanese anime. <laughs> uh, so, uh, again, we are the Frozen Robins. I'm Mike Novak, but uh, I'm surrounded by the Frozen Robins. Ah, get away! Flutter, flutter, fur. Do you think we're going to have time for a little uh, 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 Green Acres, the next generation? I think we might uh, have. Yes. Time should be made for it. <laughs> Okay. Well, let me let me take care of just a little bit of business, and then we will uh, have that. And again, you're always. And I have another gardening question. Oh. <laughs> Is it lilac or lilac? <laughs> lilac. <laughs> the uh, November December, and we'll get to your gardening question in just a second, Randy. Thank you. The November December issue of Chicagoland Gardening Magazine is officially on the newsstands. And here are just some of the goodies you'll find inside. Tis the season for indoor plants. And there's a story on the best trailing plants for your home. You might think you know why you need your garden to look good through your windows, but do you know how to make that happen? There's a story about it. Of course, there are regular features like Ask the Experts. This issue, the subject, is protecting your plants from wildlife. There's also the What to Do in the Garden list, your gardening questions, and the regional reports. And now you can find Chicagoland Gardening Magazine all over Chicagoland. In fact, more than 800 new newsstand locations have been added in the last couple of months. And get your voice warmed up. My annual, and you're hearing some of them today, my annual holiday hort sing-along features your favorite carols with garden lyrics. I don't know if we uh, we might have to do one of those. Maybe we'll do Marty the Mo Man. I was just looking at that. Do you like Marty, like Marty the Mo Man? I, I love, just love him. That. And yeah. the original tune is what? <laughs> Frosty. Yes. All right. Anyway, uh, pick up a copy of Chicagoland Gardening Magazine today or better yet, subscribe on the web at chicagolandgardening.com or give the office a call during business hours 866 806 1498, tell them that Mike 
sent you. And now I know all of you guys in the studio have made your holiday to-do lists, of course. What? No. Well, Dan, what? Thanksgiving is this Thursday. What? Yep. It means the frenzied days of gift shopping and holiday parties are not far behind. Wow. <laughs> Nancy, don't hang yourself. No. <laughs> she shot herself. Yes. Yeah, so Heather just shot herself in the head, and Nancy hung herself. Wow. There's the holiday cheer for you. <laughs> it's the holiday season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sid's greenhouses, who will never pay for this spot now, and Garden Center can help you get through these hectic times with great gifts, plus home and party decor. And it's okay, really. Everyone's been disappointed by a grocery store poinsettia. Except Randy. Uh, so this year, send a real floors quality poinsettia from Sid's Greenhouses. They deliver throughout the entire Chicagoland area. And in addition to poinsettias, uh, they also have gift baskets, custom made to order. So get your list of family, friends, and business associates together today. Call Sid's tomorrow, and it's done. Sid's can also help with home party decorating. Fresh Thanksgiving and Christmas centerpieces will add a special touch to your holiday table. Plus, Sid's entire stock of lifelike Christmas trees, decorations, and ornaments is up to 60% off this week. And the fresh-cut trees, wreaths, and garlands are in stock as well. They're the real eco-friendly alternative to holiday decorating. Sid, Chicagoland's premier garden centers are located in Palos Hills on Southwest Highway and in Bolingbrook on Naper Plainfield Road at Hassert Boulevard. All right. Uh... What's first, another carol or a little episode of um, Green Anchors the Next Generation? How about the carol? Let's do the carol, and then we'll uh, roll in, into that. We were going to do Marty the Mow Man. Does Mow Man mean someone who mows, like mows a lawn? Is that what that means, Mow Man? That's like a, very like a, like good. A, like a, like a, someone who pushes a mower or rides a mower. Exactly. Yeah. And this is a, <laughs> that's a little riff on uh, the Frosty song. <laughs> Marty the Mole Man was an abnormal soul With a pork pie hat and a bulbous nose And two eyes that looked like coal Marty the Mole Man is a scary tale they say He was paid to mow but the children know How he left the rails one day there must have been some rum left in that rusty flask they found. For when they placed it in his hands, he began to mow the town. Oh, Marty the Mow Man thought that he was now the man. And he went for broke in a cloud of smoke till they threw him in the can. Choppity, chop, chop, choppity, chop, chop, look at Marty Moe. Choppity, chop, chop, choppity, chop, chop, he'll get his own talk show. Look at Marty Moe. Marty! <laughs> so, does, was he like... Someone who wandered into town? What's the sub? <laughs> I don't know what that song means. I like it. I want to know Mo, man. <laughs> oh. Was he like a, a hobo who wandered the rails and then just wandered into town, but he was deranged somehow? Is that, is that what we're saying? There's... there. <laughs> this is the story, the story of Marty, of Marty, Marty the Mo, man. <laughs> yes. All right. I think... Um, 
The tree is on the website. Excellent. Thank you, Heather. Thank you, Kathleen. Kathleen has put the tree up on the website. We'll see if it's on the homepage. No, she's probably... Oh, there it is. The hedge tree. It's cool. The Osage Orange in Kiwani is now on the website. What's the web address? The web... Uh, thank you, Heather. The web address, www.mikenovak.net, M-I-K-E-N-O-W-A-K.net. All right, you two. I think we need a short episode of Green Acres, <laughs> The Next Generation. Do we want, you want to explain? You should explain what it is. <laughs> I think if you just launch, it, launch into it, people will kind of get the, uh, the idea. Okay. The fact that it's a hybrid of the okay. old television series Green Acres from the 1960s. <laughs> Which Star was ahead Trek. of its time, the by next, the way. Uh, it was. Green Acres is it was way ahead of its time. I think Marty the Moment was in Green Acres. Yeah, Marty the Moment <laughs> was in Green Acres, right. And Star Trek. And Star Trek The Next, the next Generation, generation. <laughs> which is also like 25 years ago now. What? I don't remember Green Acres. That was before my day. That's why Heather says she doesn't remember Thank you, Heather. This is why I'm saying it. Who? What? what? He's on Star Trek? We're, we're joking. Oh. No. There was no Marty the Moment. <laughs> Marty the Moment exists only in Mike's twisted imagination. Yes. I think you can see Green Acres on MeTV, though. Can you? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, it's the place right. so if, what if those two worlds met? <laughs> 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 Captain's log. Captain's log. Start at 8.20.00 a.m. The Enterprise has been sent back in time to a small farm in Hooterville to trace the origin of an anomaly. Well... Well, you, Mr. Picard. <laughs> it's Captain Picard. What is your Captain name, Captain Picard. Yes, sir. Well, that's a mighty fine suit you got there. Thank you. Is it Mr. Mr. Haney. Mr. Haney. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you're here today because, well, you must be freezing with that head of yours. Uh, you're referring to the fact that I'm bald. Well, I have the perfect thing. I've got a genuine toupee that Rock Hudson wore in Pillow Talk. Uh, thank you, Mr. Haley. That Just won't be try necessary. this on a little bit. Well, I know. I, I, that is a very comfortable toupee. <laughs> How does it look? It. You look like. You look like Errol Flynn in Escape from the Mongols. I'm. I'm not familiar with that film. Mr. Mr. Data, can you bring us up to speed? Errol Flynn was a 20th century movie actor, Captain. Escape from the Mongols was not one of his finer moments. Oliver! <laughs> I've, I've made some hotcakes for them. <laughs> Would you like some hotcakes, Mr. Worf? Well, <laughs> I would be delighted. <clears throat> These hotcakes are delicious. Lisa. <laughs> yes, Mr. Wolf, back to the ship. Wait, well, Mr. Um, uh, Captain Picard, uh, maybe uh, you have a special lady in your life. Uh, uh, actually, my ship is my lady. Well, 
I understand that you can be quite lonely in the reaches of space. I, I do a lot of uh, holodeck time, actually. <laughs> Spend a lot of time in the holodeck. It's a 3D virtual reality situation. I would like you to meet someone special. Who is it, Mr. Henny? This is called Blow Up Annie. <laughs> An inflatable companion that will go around the universe with you. Mr. Worf seems to be... Blow up, Andy. is delicious, Captain. <laughs> Mr. Worf, it's not a food... Uh, never mind. Well, your dog... Your dog looks mighty hungry. Well... <laughs> <laughs> He's actually... He just ate... And Annie... And Rock Hudson's toupee. That would be about $1,000, please. Well, if I carried cash, I'd be happy to oblige you, but I, I, we, there is no money in the 23rd century. No problem. I'll swap you that outfit. <laughs> All right, Mr. Haney, here, take my, take my pants <laughs> and beam us, beam us out of here. <laughs> Why do you like that? <laughs> Why do I like All it? these ears. <laughs> I don't know. That's just... It's just so absurd. It is. It's ridiculous. Isn't she it? She doesn't even know. At least Heather's laughing. I know. There's like a Gabor on there, and they were farmers, and I can sing the yeah. theme song, and that's, yeah. that's, that's all you need. Basically. Ava Gabor, whose voice was impersonated by Randy Craig. Yes. <laughs> I couldn't tell. I thought I thought Ava was in the room. I thought it was a recording, you know? Ava Gabor. Yeah. I don't know why I like that. I just... It's... Just ridiculous. It's because it's, it's funny. It's just ridiculous. All right. Let me, let me, we need to do one more. Yeah, speaking of ridiculous. We yes. Need we need to sing one more thing. I did can, have a question we... about my milk thistle. Yeah, I mean, you know what? My <laughs> milk thistle carol. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I, I, Randy, we ran to that in the car. <laughs> I keep telling you in the car, sweetie. Uh, where's my milk thistle? <laughs> I know I left it here somewhere. <laughs> is there the carol of the milk thistle? No, there's no carol of the milk thistle Is that really a plant? Here. Is that a real plant? Yeah, actually, uh, I meant milkweed. Uh, there you milk go. Milk thistle is a herb, right? And not that I know yes, of. Yes, it is, actually. Milk oh, yeah. thistle? But milkweed, I have I'm a question. I'm taking about. it right now. Oh. <laughs> Uh, we'll be right back with the frozen ramens. Did you know maybe. that? Maybe. Did you? Uh, can, can we do the specialty number? By the way, can we? Can we do the? Uh, Which one? The uh, the one that was written for us. The uh, Santa Claus coming to town. Oh, that, that one. Dum, 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 dum. It was arranged. The big one. Oh. Can we? <laughs> well, then you don't want to do that. We can no, do we some. Can do it. All right, awesome. we'll do that in a second. Okay. <laughs> I thought it said so on the thing, but I maybe I'm wrong. What was that? What was that? It was it was like the Pointer Sisters, <laughs> Bruce Springsteen first. Oh, okay. But Bruce Springsteen loves when we do his stuff. <laughs> yes, that's right. All right. Ohio. He does. He calls me all the time. <laughs> Did you know that Christmas started yesterday? Actually, Christmas at the farm started yesterday. It's a real Christmas experience, one that you can share with your sweetie or with your kids. One that years from now will make you say, wow, remember when we went to Christmas at the farm? Head out to Northwind Perennial Farm, just north of Lake Geneva, Wisconsin, and west of Burlington. This century-old dairy farm, which during the growing season produces some of the finest perennial plants in the Midwest, undergoes a transformation for the holidays. The vintage
vintage barn becomes filled with fabulous ornaments and gifts by local artists. There are garden containers and spectacularly decorated fresh evergreen wreaths. Yes, the weather may be nippy and you'll need to dress for it, but hey, it's Christmas in Wisconsin. And that's why there's a fire pit where you can warm your hands, cook marshmallows, and look out over the spectacular scenery. It runs now through December 13th. It's an easy trip from Chicago and suburbs. For information and directions, call 262-248-8229. Better yet, check them out on the web, northwindperennialfarm.com. Christmas on the farm, you'll never forget it. All right, got time for one more here. the frozen robins this is the mike novak show we'll see you next week